Instagram. It's the hottest platform around right now. And if you're not on it, you could be losing opportunities and giving away business to those who are. But how does Instagram work? Where do you start? What content should you create? What works well on the platform and what doesn't? How can you use it to launch you and your copywriting business? We cover all that and more today with Emily Osmond, the founder of the Modern Marketing Collective and the host of one of Australia's top podcasts, the Emily Osmond Podcast. Hello, I'm Bernadette Schwert, and I'm the founder of the Australian School of Copywriting and the head copywriting tutor at the Australian Writers' Centre. I help people who have a love of words transform that passion into profit by helping them become highly paid copywriters. I train them in the art and science of writing copy so they have the confidence to set up their own business, find a client, charge what they're worth, and write copy that gets results. I've been doing it for over 25 years, and I just love the big impact that a short course can have on a person's life. For example, here's what Sandra Randall had to say after completing our short course, How to Build a Successful Freelance Copywriting Business. She said, I enjoyed the practical nature of the course and how easy it was to implement many of the tips shown in the course. I now have a clear pathway forward and know what I need to do. Everything was useful and practical, and I feel ready to start my own copywriting business. Thanks, Sandra. Well, you know where to start, but many don't. And that's why I thought an episode about how to use Instagram to promote your copywriting business might be useful. It's free to use, it's easy to understand, and it's a great source of new business if you know how to use it. And the person to help shine the light on how to do that is Emily Osmond. But before I introduce you to Emily, I need to let you know about the Copy Club. Now, Copy Club is the community for those who want to build their copywriting business quickly. Now, if you want to extend your professional development, you want to meet new copywriters from around the world, find new clients and access our regular live Zoom group coaching calls, please check out copyclub.com.au. And if you like this podcast, please do leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And now without further ado, let's hear from my guest, Emily Osmond. Emily, welcome to the program. Oh, Bernadette, thank you so much for having me on. Emily, you're a master of marketing. You've got the Modern Marketing Collective and you've had an you know, incredible career in marketing. So just talk to us firstly about what is the Modern Marketing Collective? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you. And I know that marketing is such a broad term, isn't it? It's kind of like, what exactly is marketing? Um, and then with my program, the Modern Marketing Collective. So I've, I started this about three years ago now. And uh, I was working at the time as a, as a freelancer myself, working with lots of small business owners and really noticed some of the gaps that they had with their own marketing. And uh I had, I'd heard of the concept of a membership in an online program before, but for, for a long time, I kind of felt as though, 
oh, I don't really know anyone in Australia that does that. Isn't that just people in America? Or isn't it people that have these huge um, audiences or that are really, really outgoing? I don't think that's something I can do. Um, anyway, I got over some of those um, limitations that I'd put on myself and opened up this program. And uh, it's evolved a lot over time as I've learned, as I've seen uh, kind of the best way to run an online program. And, uh, and today the focus really is helping, I call them online experts, but really those that have um, a skill or expertise that they offer and, and mostly sell it online. So for instance, copywriters, web designers, graphic designers, virtual assistants, coaches, consultants, ultimately how to make more sales in their business. And so the marketing that I teach is very much around how to build up their audience and awareness of what they do online, how to move that audience into that interest in inquiries, and then ultimately how to move those inquiries into people that want to buy from them and go ahead and do so. And, uh, and really in the way that works today with modern marketing, hence the name, and, uh, and in a way as well that just feels good and doesn't feel like we're being, I know it's a, it's a big kind of fear of my, my audience is they don't want to be pushy or feel sleazy in the way they come across. So, um, so that's really the focus. And we've got a beautiful um, community as well, which is, I know when I started out in business, you might've been the same Bernadette that it was just very isolating. And I know having a community around me made a huge difference. So that's a big focus too. Awesome. And look, marketing is one of those, it's such a massive topic, as you said, it's got many yes. disciplines within it. And also there is that ick factor when you're selling yourself, it's very difficult mm. to put your best foot forward because nobody yes. wants to look like they're boasting or being pushy or aggressive. And I think yes. that's also a very female thing to some degree as well. Yes, exactly. You know, I had a man enroll in my course the other day and uh, he said, I, I need to enroll in your course. I said, oh, why is this? He says, because I just got a job as a copywriter and I've never done it before. <laughs> I need to learn. Oh. I said, on you you know I love that hotspot you know but a lot of people oh my god the reverse they go I will only apply for yes. that job or I'll go for that client when I've got total absolute 100% <laughs> knowledge of copywriting I said you need a little oh. bit 50 50 you know a little bit of hotspot but a little bit of faith as well so oh, let's so talk true. about the um there's so much to talk about but I love to talk about Instagram because I know yes. that's your sweet spot yeah and I know it's a really really yes. hot topic for a lot of people yeah. so let's sort of pretend no one has any knowledge of Instagram yes they're a copywriter they're just starting out what kind of tactics yeah. can you recommend or strategies that they can use? Let's talk stage one, right? Introduction stuff. Yeah. How can they yeah. use Instagram? What can they do to get their profile mm. up and getting some clients? Yeah, absolutely. And it might be helpful as well to talk like kind of what is Instagram, what is Instagram and what yes. role does it play with totally, our marketing? Yeah. Totally. What is it? Because I remember <laughs> and I remember when it was first coming to prominence and and really as a business owner, I'd seen a couple of friends using it. And back then, this is probably what eight years ago, no, maybe longer. Anyhow, that your friends were using it more as putting filters on their photos. So I remember that. And then I went out in my own business. And, uh, and started experimenting with this platform myself. And what I've found over the years and what I've seen with my clients is that Instagram is just a really powerful platform that we can use. Uh, it's a social media platform. It's, it's different to Facebook. It feels different to Facebook. I would say Facebook is more we can put out um, kind of links to articles and put things out and people can comment. Um, Instagram, we can push out photos. You can't really put links out, although that's changing a little bit. And I'll talk about the different parts of Instagram because there's a few different places you can share content there. Um, 
But I also find that apart from sharing content on Instagram, it has more of a uh, almost interactive element there. There's the inboxing feature, so the private messaging feature, uh, which is quite big. And I know that for my business, it's one of the main places that I build my audience. I have the conversation with my audience. And then I also really have clients that are ready to work with me from what they see on there too. Uh, So hopefully if people can kind of see Instagram, I would would, um, encourage them to see Instagram as a two-way channel versus a one-way place just to put out content. So definitely approach it as a space that you are communicating with people one-on-one. That's a a really powerful uh, way to start approaching it, a a kind of conversational channel. Hmm. Okay, so in terms of the copywriter who's maybe working for a company, they've got a side hustle going on, maybe one day a week at copy, four days a week in their job, what kind of content should they be posting at the start? Let's assume they've got got a small website, just two, three pages, not much of a portfolio. What kind of content should they be posting? Oh, such a good question. And that's the thing, isn't it? Content is just such a, it's just really marketing. It's such a huge part. So to help when it comes to the content side of things, I actually have four different categories that I teach and that I recommend. And I find this um, really helps people to get more clarity and simplify it. So I'll share these with you. So four, if you're a copywriter and you're looking really to start attracting more clients, getting your brand out there. The first type of content is content that builds connection. And when when we offer a service, really people are choosing to work with us as the individual. And it's really important to build that sense of, uh, it's it's known in, in this space as the know, like, and trust factor. But I really see it as just people getting to know us understanding if we're the right fit for them, leaning into us if they if they like our approach, our manner, the way we explain things, and also feel like we understand them and, uh, and they can trust us ultimately. So this is what I call the connection content. And this is really, you can do this in many ways. It could be a photo of yourself. So when someone's looking through your content, they're like, oh, there's Bernadette. Great. I can actually see who's behind this business. I'm starting to get a feel for what, what she might be like or the he or they might be like. Um, it could be a video where you're actually sharing a copywriting tip or something. But again, it's just showing a little bit of the uniqueness of the business, which is the business owner. Um, also as well, sharing your thoughts or beliefs or values, what you care about, what I say, what annoys you, what pisses you off as well, because this is what makes you stand apart and also stops your content from being, basically, it couldn't belong to any other copywriter. It's unique to you. So building that sense of connection, and that's what's going to allow people just to fast track that sense of of feeling like, yes, that's the person or that's the business I want to work with. Does that make yeah, sense? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And what about people who say, Sorry. oh, I don't want to put myself out there. Yes. I don't want to put my face <laughs> on social media. You know, that sense of yes. just pulling back from their personal brand. Yeah. What do you say to people mm. who don't want to put their personal face on there? Yeah, it's a great question. And I, I very much understand. Um, it's something that I hear a lot and it's something that I have to uh work on and explore myself. So I know that there's often a concept of finding the balance between 
professional and personal. And uh, often people think, okay, perhaps if I, I just try and mostly come across as professional, but maybe occasionally share something that's personal. But the way that I look at it and the way that I encourage us to think is what about if always we were just authentic? And so all of our content is authentic to us and we can lose because so many of us come from perhaps a corporate um, background and there was very much the idea of not standing out of um, often kind of blending in we don't have our own opinion so it's quite confronting to then move to our own business when we're in control of the media of the business we're sharing the communications and uh, it can feel quite exposing I think too and quite vulnerable but but the way I recommend doing this is just think okay are these, is this content that I'm sharing, does it sound like me? Does that actually sound, that writing, that copy, does it sound like how I speak or how I write? Does that have my voice in it? When I look through my content, can I actually see me in there? Does this feel authentic to me? And also thinking about, even though it's scary, the really the only thing that no other small business has, no other copywriting business has, is you as the business owner. And this really is our superpower as small business owners. The, the larger corporations, the bigger businesses, they actually don't have this superpower because they do have so many more people in the organization and they often lose that human element. And uh, also that's why they hire celebrities to be the face of the business, to try and get that, that uh, human authenticity element in there. But for us, we have that. And so if we can just take, perhaps it's even just little steps towards that, maybe putting up a photo one day of yourself and sharing that and realizing actually nothing broke, disaster didn't happen. And actually it just brought perhaps some more comments and engagement and people saying, oh, it's so nice to meet you. Or it's so nice to see who's behind the business. And just take it in little steps from there. And everyone's different, whatever you feel comfortable with. But uh, I really recommend you try it because it's such a powerful tool that we have in our toolbox to bring that human element out. Yeah, and it's and it's as you say, it's authenticity. And if you're comfortable with that, it doesn't matter whether it's professional or personal. It's just your internal, you know, what you value. So that's wonderful. I think that that deals with a lot of people's issues about confidence. So what about number two? Yes. This is building connection. Yes. What's the second pillar, if you like, in your yes, great, in your, uh, process? great. So yeah, so number two is value. And I say this is why someone chooses, if we're looking at Instagram specifically, this is why someone chooses to click follow because they can see that they're going to get something out of following you. And that's kind of the way that we are as humans. We're like, okay, what's in this for me? So as a, as a copywriter, it could be sharing uh, some do's and don'ts of copy, some quick little tips, some, uh, some little wins, maybe some industry updates as to how this, this might impact your different clients. And so looking at ways we can provide value to our audience and really serve them. And uh, also just something to think about here, because I, I know that something that can pop up is, oh, but I don't want to give too much away because that might stop people from working with me. And I can see you nodding here that you've perhaps heard this before, Bernadette. Yeah. Um, but what I say to this is, how can people know how good we are, how much we have to offer, what our expertise is if we don't show them? And also the people that are going to go ahead and book us, work with us, hire us, they're going to do that anyway because even if they get amazing value from the content we're sharing, they're probably then going to lose um, momentum or 
just not have the time to do it themselves or want that extra help. I know sometimes I see things, I'm like, oh, that's great. Let me bookmark that for later. And then I get around, I don't get around to it. I think I'll just go ahead and hire that person to help me. But I know how good they are because I've seen it through their content. So if we can think of, okay, what, what is some just great helpful things we can share with our audience? And, uh, and this could be, um, industry updates, like I mentioned, could be really valuable. Uh, it could be insights, tips, some uh, some checklists, perhaps, lists are really, really helpful, and just ways that we can really show our audience uh, some of our knowledge so they can uh, see that in us. And when they're ready to work with us, they know, oh, yep, that's the person I yeah. want to work with. So how that's long value. do you think these pieces should be like people will be thinking well how yeah. long should this list be or you know how many words any yes. thoughts about duration or um, word count yeah oh such a good question uh when it comes to instagram posts i am a big advocate for really using the characters you have in there so i can't remember off the top of my head perhaps it's 250 characters or something like that i might have that totally wrong um but but Providing value with some, some copy in that caption is generally going to do better for you than a quick uh, post, which often we see and I try and get people to move away from, which is happy Thursday or um, what's on for the weekend, which really doesn't provide any value or build connection. Uh, so you have some characters there. We And the way that I look at, at writing great captions is to capture people's attention with the hook and burn it out. I'm sure this is similar to perhaps what you, you know and teach as, your, as a copywriter yourself, but capture the attention. It's almost like the headline. Then provide a couple of points in there. And remember that it's got to be easy for people to scan on social media as pretty much any other platform, but break it down, get some spaces in there, and then a call to action at the end of that. So perhaps it's what's the next best step for someone to take uh, or what would you like them to comment below? And so invite people to take an action on there. Um, but yeah, you can kind of use the almost the full caption there to provide value. And also actually another point on this is rather than posting something and saying, hey, I've got a new blog post, go and check it out. I really encourage people to pull out some of the key points and share it in the social media post. Because when someone's on social media, they don't, like the behavior is they don't want to go and find that blog post. They're going to want to stay on the platform. So give them the content there. You can always let them know for more, there's a blog post you can go and read. And what about this balance between selling yourself and or and your services and just giving genuine value? What, what's your perspective on yes. that? Yes. Oh, you are so good at questions, Bernadette. I love this. So this is actually one of the other uh, content categories that I call promotion. And uh, this is, I think, so often, and I know that I used to be very guilty of this. I was sharing content. I was giving value. I was building connection. But I actually never talked about how people could work with me or what it, what it was that I actually did. And so this is what I call the promotion category. And I really just encourage people to weave this through their content as well as some standalone content in itself. So when I say weave through, kind of like the example I just gave, it could be sharing some maybe three, um, three easy ways to make your copy more engaging. And perhaps this is a copywriter sharing the social media post, three tips. And at the end of that piece of content, they could say, if you would love some help to make your copy more engaging, get in touch with me now. Or it might be, I have a couple of spaces left to work with me this year. Or let's have a chat. Go ahead and book in a call with me. So just letting people know, because it's very easy to assume everyone knows that 
they, you know, that they know exactly what we do and how to work with us. But not everyone sees all of our content. And we also get exposed to more people um, all the time. So always having that invitation and next step woven through our content is really powerful. And then also, I say most of your content is probably going to be value and um, some of that will be connection. But do weave through some promotional content. And so it could be a post in itself that's just being more explicit and saying, hey, in case you didn't know, this is one of the services that I offer. It's fantastic for these reasons. These are some of the outcomes it will give you. If you're interested, get in touch now. Sounds good. What about number three? Yes, yes. Yes. So the um, the final content category, so we've done connection, value, promotion, and this is credibility. And oh, so this promotion is, is number say, three. That was number three, good. yeah. I like my little yeah. list. Don't yeah. like to jump ahead of myself because yeah, I, I, I get confused. <laughs> three was promo, good. And number four. <laughs> exactly. And then um, and credibility. So this is for us, really none of us or very rarely do we have our own PR agency when we're newer in business. And so I encourage us to be our own PR person. And by this, I mean really share some of those um, great wins or maybe it's some awards that we've won maybe we've been on a podcast or we've been in the media maybe it's we've hit a milestone in our business of maybe we've been in business for a year or we've now had x many clients or whatever that looks like and even um, case studies and testimonials are great for credibility but this is when someone's coming across our content it's really just showing them that we are legitimate, we get results, they can trust us. And I came across a stat the other day, I think it was something like 80, um, 80% of people, I really should get the proper stat, but basically, let me just summarize it, is that we are just more likely to buy from businesses when we see someone else uh, recommend them, or basically, um, basically say, yes, I would work with them or I recommend them. And even the stat was saying, even when we don't know that person personally, but if we see someone else has trusted or recommended a company, then we would be more likely to do so. So this is really the power when we can say, yeah, I've been in this media because that's kind of endorsement from the media. Mm. When we can say I've won this award, huge endorsement. And if we can share some um, testimonials, some case studies as well, are really, really good to show this is the before. And then these are maybe the results that our copy helped to give to this company or this person. It's just really, really powerful. So I say sprinkle through that credibility uh, through your content because it's really just going to kind of um, indicate to your audience that, yeah, you know what you're doing. You're great at what you do and just give them the extra boost to, um, to know they can trust you. It's great, great four-step process. So, Emily, you you talk in your in your um, like marketing program about filling the funnel, you know, and I know everyone's yes. really keen yes. to fill their email funnel. So yes. maybe you can talk about that, and then maybe talk about the connection yeah. between Instagram and email, and just see is what's the overlap. Oh, so, I love it. So yeah, yeah. just talk to me about yeah. your version of the email funnel. How do you fill it up? If yes. you're a brand new copywriter, yes. no contacts, no networks, yes. what do you do? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So. It might be helpful as well to kind of explain like how I see a funnel as well. And um, and really we have like the most people um, in, that are connected with our business, uh, our audience. So that's kind of, you know, normally a, a larger proportion of people. Let's say maybe we've got 100 people in our audience. Maybe that's 50 people on Instagram, 50 people on Facebook, but we've got an audience there. 
then there's going to be a proportion or a percentage of people that are maybe a little bit more ready to learn more about working with us or buying from us than, than everyone. So maybe let's say there's 10, 10 people out of those 100 people that perhaps are kind of interested in learning a little bit more or perhaps are starting to think about, oh, I really need a copywriter for this project. And so what we want to do is basically like make it easier for both them and us to get in touch with each other. And a great way to do this is to capture these um, these people's email addresses. That's a really powerful way, but it doesn't always have to be email. So what we want to look at is having what we call a lead magnet or really just a way to capture people's um, information. A lead magnet could be, um, it could be as simple as, and for, for copywriters starting out, I generally say this is a really good one to go for, just to have an opportunity for someone to book in a time in your diary to chat with you. Really, that's as simple as it can be. We don't have to overcomplicate it. So if you're on your social media and you're sharing these great pieces of content, at the end of the content, you can say, hey, if you'd like to learn more, here's the link. Go and find a time in my calendar and go ahead and book in and chat and let's talk about your project. So now when those, let's say 10 people go ahead and do so, you've captured, they'll probably pop in their email address. So now you have that for future correspondence. Uh, you've probably got their um, phone number or maybe they've got your Zoom link, whichever way you want to go about that. You set up a time to chat. And then out of those 10 people, some people will probably end up working with eight or, or more of those people. Perhaps you, you end up working with five of those people. But those are basically moving your audience to becoming what we call leads to becoming then clients. Now, I just want to talk about the email side of things. So um, social media is amazing. But also, it's it's um, it has its uh, disadvantages or its challenges for us on there because social media posts are very quickly kind of lost or we scroll past them very very quickly, and often when we're on there, we're not always looking to take action. We're kind of just being a little bit more passive on social media. So this is why I really recommend we do want to have a focus as well on having uh, an email database. Because email is so powerful when, and I'm sure you know this is better than, like when you send an email, it then gets into people's inboxes. Delivery will be maybe 99% or so. Maybe there's a few that go to spam or aren't delivered. Whereas social media, probably 5% or so of your audience will see your content. The email goes to the inbox. It's then really up to that person if they open it. And uh, often if they don't even open it, it's been that reminder, oh, yes, there's Bernadette. Oh, yes, I should really get in touch with her. I've been thinking about her. And it's just staying front of mind. Yeah. Uh, so I say there's just a real great um, uh, partnership between our social media and our email. And if we can move people to becoming leads, we can stay in touch with them on through email as well. So, Emily, now that we've covered off the, you know, the four steps of just getting started on Instagram and then getting people off Instagram and onto the email list and creating that funnel, what's sort of the next level up in terms of strategies that people can use with Instagram if they're a little bit more experienced? Yeah, perfect. Great question. So there's a few different parts of Instagram, and I'll, I'll start by explaining them. There's the Instagram uh, feed or what basically we post and then appears on our grid. So different photos or videos that we share there and they basically, they stay there. Uh, it's like our own little uh, timeline like we have on Facebook, but on our own Instagram. And this is where we share um, generally quite um, 
more strategic, perhaps content, those content categories I spoke about. Um, and they're things as well to keep in mind. Uh, a term that we use in marketing is evergreen. So generally, we want this content to be quite relevant in a few weeks or a few months from now, rather than sharing things that are kind of out of date or irrelevant tomorrow. Now, where we can share these more um, in the moment type of content is on a part of Instagram called Instagram Stories. Now, I haven't used um, Snapchat myself, but uh, the idea kind of came from Snapchat in terms of you share content there and it will disappear in time. So Instagram Stories, you can share and upload, um, often it's videos, but it could be photos, content that then will disappear in 24 hours. Now, this is a huge focus for Instagram, and it's where a lot of time is spent by Instagram users on the stories. The appeal of this is that it's more um, often a little bit more candid content. Um, and to give you an example, perhaps I might go ahead and share great, I've like I've been on this amazing podcast, and I might share a photo of us or the photo of the podcast artwork to my Instagram feed. But what I might, and that might be in a, in a week or so when, when I've been on the podcast and that will go there. What I would then share on stories, something a little bit different, I might just do a quick little video speaking to my audience. And I might say, I've just like chatted with Bernadette. It was so brilliant. I'm so excited for the podcast to come out. Maybe we'll do a little video. Um, maybe I'll kind of talk about, okay, this is what I'm up to today. I'm working on this. And so it's a little bit more of a um, documentation of what is happening. And this is what I recommend for copywriters to do because actually we can do this still strategically. It builds connection by just showing a little bit part of our, a little part of our day, perhaps showing a little bit more of what we do. It can build that um, credibility because what we can do is say, I'm working on this um, project for a client and actually show a little bit of the work we're doing. Um, also the credibility, because by showing what we're working on, it just, it shows our audience. Oh, okay. Yeah, great. She's, she's got a job. She's working on this. Perhaps I should think about getting in touch and also the promotion. So we can use Instagram stories. Perhaps it might be, I've had a cancellation tomorrow. If you'd like to get in touch, please go ahead and do so. Or maybe it's saying, um, I've got the special offer. It ends in two days. So make sure you get in touch. So just thinking about what, what is happening? How can you kind of document it and share it? Now, with the Instagram feed, um, a, a handful of posts per week is perfect. Uh, we can get content to last and come up in people's um, news feed for a couple of days now when it comes to Instagram posts. Previously, the best thing to do was post as frequently as possible to get seen, but Instagram's now, or a few years ago, changed it to say the content that gets the most engagement will get shown to the most people. So if we can think about, okay, what's something that's going to be helpful and engaging uh, that I can share. That's the best approach there. So a handful of posts a week. When it comes to Instagram stories, if you can be active most days, that that's fantastic. Because again, even if people don't go ahead and click, they're seeing you up there staying front of mind. And then when they do click in, they're saying, oh, wow, okay, that that's what this person's up to. That's what they're working on. Oh, I should take them up on that. So does that kind of help differentiate a little between the feed and the stories? Mm, that's awesome. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Great. What next now can they that, do? Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's so many features. Um, there's also uh, lives, which people can experiment with. So you can go live. And there's also so Instagram reels, which are kind of some little uh, videos you can put together and edit. And they're quite um, 
fun, can be quite entertaining. But what I really recommend is just focus first and foremost on getting some great content on your grid, so on your on your feed, and then also looking at using Instagram stories. The other big thing too, or two other things I should mention. So one is your Instagram profile and your bio. So what you have in there. And this is where we really want to connect very, very quickly with our ideal client. So having in our bio exactly who we work with and the outcomes we can provide to them. So thinking about perhaps your ideal client would be uh, a, let me think, perhaps you specialize in copywriting for dentists. So you might have on there, we help dentists to book more um, clients through great copy. Whatever your kind of messaging is there, having a really strong line there in your bio so people can see it and say, oh my gosh, that's perfect, fantastic. And then also think about having that invitation there too or that call to action. We spoke about that promotion element and also moving your audience to being leads. That's your bio is a great way to have that invitation just permanently there. Hey, would you like some help with your copy? Here's the link, get in touch. So that's what I'd recommend for your profile. Now, the other thing I wanted to mention too was around, I mentioned right at the start of this episode that um, really to approach Instagram as a conversation and a big part of that is the Instagram inbox or the direct messages. So when we share Instagram stories, if someone reacts to that, for instance, they might send a little um, laughing face or whatever it might be, or they might basically respond to it and write a little message like, oh, that looks really interesting. Oh, I'd love to hear more about that. Is that these messages will go to an, uh, basically like a little uh, inbox between just that person and yourself. So it's a private communication channel there. And these are so powerful. So you can then get to know, you might you might say, oh, great, I can send you some more information about that. Or, oh, I actually wrote about this more on this blog post and just have some great conversations. And you can also find out, is there a way, is there kind of some, some challenges this person is having that you could help them solve through your work? So you might say, oh, um, I'd love to hear a little bit more about where your copy is at. Are you working on it at the moment? Is it something you're looking for help with and really just learn about your audience there. So those, those inboxes and those private messages are really, really powerful tool. And the more as well that you share Instagram stories, the more that you will have people respond and, and engage with you there. And the more that then you can have some, what we call kind of nurture conversations and get to know your audience, get to know if they're people that you can help understand where their challenges are and then invite and invite them if they'd like to, to perhaps book that conversation with you or get in touch or check out how you can help them. So that that's kind of like the overview of how I really recommend approaching Instagram. I try and keep it super, super simple. You don't have to get on the latest um, tools that come out there. These are some of the tools that have been around for a while and just work so well and so powerfully. And also don't forget that you never know who's watching you. So keep going. I see Instagram and, and all marketing really is a long-term game. And you probably have people that have been watching you for a while and then they're ready. They're like, yes, I'm ready to make this investment or I'm ready to get some help. And you're the person because you've been showing up you've been sharing great content that you're the one they want to work with you are an absolute superstar of instagram i'm so thrilled <laughs> you've been able to join me and share that and i think what you've done so nicely is you've really made it sound so simple and i think these things can mm. feel complex because there's so many things to consider and yes. moving pieces but you've just kept it really simple and given us some nice basic things to get mm. started with and i think anyone listening thinks i can do that 
you know, and I think authenticity, you know, yes. was the thing that really stood yes. out for me because I do think that's a big uh, barrier for a lot of people to not share themselves. But if you're just sharing what's yes. real for you, then you can't go wrong, yeah. really. So on that note, I'd oh, say thank yes. you very much for being with me. Oh, Bernadette, thank you so much. I just, oh, you're such a good question asker. Every question, I was like, oh, that's a great question. So thank you for having me. My pleasure. There are so many platforms out there and they all require our energy and our focus and our commitment. But what I like about Emily's approach is that she keeps it really, really simple. And she focuses on being authentic and showing a face to the world that you're comfortable with and not try to be someone you're not. And I think that's a great way to launch your copywriting business. Another great way to launch a copywriting business or to grow it if you already have one is to join Copy Club. With Copy Club, you can find your tribe, access our incredible video series and unlock a host of templates that will give you the confidence you need to take your copywriting business to the next level. To find out more, check out copyclub.com.au. My joke of the day is Helvetica and Times New Roman walk into a bar. Get out of here, shouts the bartender. We don't serve your type. And my quote of the day, and I like all my quotes, but I really, really love this one a lot. We are rewarded in the light for what we do in the dark. And I am referring to copywriting there, just in case you were wondering. So if you like this podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And that's it from me. All the best. Take care and bye-bye.